0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of De Stefano Talks, Talking Scottish Football. On today's episode, myself, Lewis Laird and student journalist and regular contributor to the podcast, Ryan McGinley, discuss the resignation of Neil Lennon from Celtic. As well as discussing Neil Lennon's resignation, we discuss whether or not the time was right or whether it was too late. We also discuss how John Kennedy will see this as an opportunity to shine, plus much, much more. As always, if you can, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. It takes you less than a minute. Uh, All you need to do if you're on Spotify or iTunes is just hit that follow or subscribe button. And that means that you can stay up to date with everything that's going on on the podcast. And if you can follow us on Twitter at Talks, it means that you can stay up to date with all the latest news regarding the podcast, future guests, etc, etc. Without further ado, this is De Stefano Talks, Talking Scottish Football episode number (laughs) 9. Guys, I, I suppose the first to start off with this would be what was your instant reaction when you seen the news on Twitter last night and um, a source broke it, broke the news what, what was your, your first reaction to that, uh, Lewis?
1: I think at first I'll say you see that news is leaving within 24 hours, everyone was a bit comprehensive and then there was the doubt that creeped in because I don't know how many times we've heard this this season, he could be on the brink of leaving but this seemed like a sort of concrete run so you were a bit I'll say the word excited about it but also a bit thinking is this real but then obviously more reports came out like likes of Steve McGowan and Alison McConnell who are rely, more reliable when it comes to these things in terms of contacts with Celtic so it was, it was Celtic Twitter I think went mental last night that's for sure.
0: I, I was watching something on YouTube and I was like I need to check Twitter. um and yours was the first week and it was like oh I think it was like something it's happening and I was yeah. like Hold on, wait, what what's happening <laughs> so I had to go and look um and I seen it, I thought, wow oh, can I believe it? Um, Ryan, before I go to my reaction, what, what was your reaction?
2: Um, well, mine's just a bit different. I saw somebody saying Lennon was gone about half an hour before the Sun um article came out. I thought, well, that's a bit weird. That's just it was just one story in isolation. It was uh, it was one tweet in isolation. I was like, this this can't be anything, there can't be anything in this. And then that Sun article came out I was like right I shouldn't be trusting the Sun it's not the greatest source but a lot of our stories have been fed through the Sun this season so I was like there must be some truth in this um so I was a wee bit excited I I know you shouldn't be excited for somebody losing their job but it's come on it should have happened four months ago um as soon as Stephen McGowan tweeted, I was I was celebrating. Basically, there was a massive cheeser on my face for for a, a couple of hours after. Um, I I seen his his report on it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm relieved. I would say I'm relieved more than happy. Um, I'm just I'm just glad that we can finally move on from this charade that's been going on all season, and we can start the rebuilding process for next season. Yeah, no,
0: no, absolutely. Um, I was the same. I was sceptical at first because I think we've seen something in January um, where people were saying that Lennon's, you know, he's going to leave Celtic and things like that. And you were sort of hoping. And then it was, I think Celtic came out and made a statement. Uh, they didn't make a statement, but they confirmed to, like, I think it was a the son they confirmed it to, that he was staying, um, that the board had confidence in him. Um, so I was kind of sceptical as to, to whether or not it was true. But as soon as I think it was Radio Clyde Super Scoreboard retweeted it, I was like, Right, okay, well they've put their name to it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sorta take a take a step back and start to believe it. Um and then obviously, um I think Lewis mentioned that, um a couple of other sources were came out and were like, Yeah, we're it's happening, and oh my god, the, the smile on my face does not do the reaction that okay. I felt inside justice because it was so. Oh, it's such a feeling of relief, um, but also a feeling of bitterness because it has came four or five months far too late. You know, people were saying uh, Neil Lennon should be sacked after Ross County. We, you know, we meant the one in November, not the one in February, mm-hmm. um, so. As much as it is a good decision, it's also a, a sort of bitter pill to swallow because the league is gone. Um, I don't I don't know
1: if you feel the same in that respect, um, Lewis. A hundred percent. I think you said the word, the main word for me was relief. It was. It's just the fact that it should have happened months and months ago, you know. You mentioned Ross County, but I think there was even occasions before that, you know, Sparta-Prague times two. I think that was the Ross County game was in between both of those games and the amount of moments we've had where We've all probably said, surely this time, surely this time, and then it's come out in the press, maybe that it's not happening, it's it's crazy. So, relief is definitely how how I felt in terms of should have happened long before now.
0: I think that was something you tweeted quite often after a match, was it sh- should be now. <laughs> yeah,
1: surely now. Was, I, surely think, I don't now. know how many times I put it up. <laughs>
0: um, and you know, it, it's sad that it has came this way. What, what about yourself?
2: Um, that has taken so long, rather. What about yourself, Ryan? Yeah, that I, I was making the case. I had an old Twitter account that I was using before the one that I currently use for my journalism course. Um, I was saying he should have went after Farros, if I'm being perfectly honest. And then, and then things kind of died down after that. But I think one of the the main one of the main times that people sort of united around the, that feeling was the the Rangers game, which we couldn't even put a shot on target. Like that was disgraceful. I, I've never seen a team act so gutless on a football pitch in my life. It was just an awful performance and I, I knew then that we were in trouble in the league because if we couldn't beat Rangers and Rangers can beat every other team around them then we were in trouble um, and then the, the Europa League group stage and even before then the Riga game we <laughs> we'd a goal, we relied on in it? the 90th minute to beat a team that we should have been beating about four or five now if I'm being perfectly honest. Um It's just the standards. The standards have dropped dramatically. And it's the fact that Lennon was saying in some games, oh, we had an excellent performance when we were winning games 2-1. I'm like, we've got to be doing better than this. We're Celtic Football Club at the end of the day. We're not like some junior team. I'm glad that we've came to our senses at last.
0: Aye, uh, I think that's uh, the word to use as we have came to our senses. Um, I just wanted to take a moment, obviously, um, to to look at the statement because I read the statement that was released by Celtic this morning um, and and that's why I chose um, to record tonight because I was like, uh, what they've said, I need time to reflect on it. Um, And I think it was words from... Neil Lennon. First, he said that we've experienced a difficult season due to so many factors, and of course, it is a very frustrating and diso- it, sorry, it is very frustrating and disappointing uh, that we have not been able to hit the same heights as we did previously. Um, he also went on to say, "I've worked so hard uh, as ever to try and turn things around, but unfortunately, we've not managed to get the kind of run going that that we've needed." Did he not say back in October? Um, that if they didn't get like a run of results going, that you, and it wasn't working, he would hold his hands up and and walk away. We've not had like a decent. I think December was like a month where you know we were they were starting to put results together, and then buying the Rangers game came. But it, it's taken them four months to to realize that the run wasn't coming together when people could see that like very early on. Does that not add a sense of frustration that
2: he, he waited so long to go, um, Ryan? Yeah, it really does. It, it really shows that he put himself before the club. He is very much a new Lennon man and not a Celtic man, I would say, um, as much as people like to say the opposite, say that he's a, a man in the club. I, I mean, I, I don't doubt that he's a Celtic fan in that, but he put himself before the club this season in a lot of ways. And that's got a really bitter taste in my mouth, personally. I think he's, his legacy is definitely tarnished just now, if not in shatters, well, shattered into pieces. Um, I the, the statement sounded like he was deflecting the blame from himself. I mean, it was his resignation. He should have held his hands up and said, I wasn't good enough this season. Ten was the Holy Grail, and I wasn't good enough to, to deliver it. But he had to blame other mitigating factors I mean you said the other day about unmitigated disasters it's, it's just it's an embarrassment really um, take some ownership you know what I mean nah 100% um, Lewis
1: well it was quite strange that we actually had a statement in or a comment in the statement I wouldn't expect maybe I know it happens sometimes maybe a manager when he resigns he'll speak but just see after the, all that's happened I would not expect him to be in that in that statement I think you mentioned it back in October I think it was before the I can't remember if it was October but the Scottish Cup semi-final for Aberdeen he said if it's not going well I'll put my hands up that was in between sort of a good result away at Lille and stuff and there was many many times where it wasn't good enough and that video came came back to bite him in a way because he really should have stepped away before, long before now yeah um, I, again
0: I can't disagree It's sort of you know, you hit the nail on the head, Ryan. He is very much a Neil Lennon sort of man. He put himself before the club, and and not to be to be funnier to sort of throw you know quotes out there, but no one's bigger than the club, and that that's ultimately um, what what I believe he he felt he was. Um, Peter Lawwell made comment in the statement. Uh, he said, Neil has always been and will always be a true Celtic man and someone I will hold in the highest regard. While this season has not progressed as we would have liked, it cannot diminish the character of integrity of a man who has given this club so much. Uh, personally, it's a sad day for me to see Neil leave the club. Neil is a man of quality and decency. He is someone who will always be a part of the fabric of Celtic and someone who will always be welcomed at Celtic Park. What, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Lewis?
1: again very strange in terms of see these comments it sounds as though it's a guy that's resigning after a brilliant spell he's won trophy i mean obviously has one trophy after trophy but see after this season those comments are very strange to me in terms of it was like it was congratulating him on the goodbye when <laughs> that's not how it should come across it should be come across it's not worked out the way at all even maybe met. it should have come long before now obviously they wouldn't probably put that across the way we would but just the way that both Desmond and Lowell were putting across, it, it's, it's like a goodbye message.
0: Yeah, I, I think Desmond said that it would be a hard man to replace. <laughs> that, that's slightly worrying, but we'll come on to that in a second. Ryan, what did you think
2: of Lowell's comments? I'm being honest, I'm glad the two of them are on their way out. Um, so that We don't have to put up with these awful statements. Um, I know that Do- Dominic Mackay is an expert in communication, Hopefully that communication will get better next season in the form of statements. Hope not that we should need any statements next season. Hopefully, um, no. It, it's just that that's just isn't what fans want to hear. It's just it's misfiring on so many levels. All all we really needed was a sort of WWE release <laughs> um, statement. We wish them well in their future endeavours. That's it. I would have taken that. That would have been totally fine. The fact that you need to talk about oh he's a Celtic man when you could make contradictions, you could make good examples of a contradiction in that statement from this season. It's it's just really annoying, and I'm quite glad to see the back of the two of them. Hopefully, we can get a triple, another treble with Desmond on his way out. <laughs> I am, I'm looking forward to the uh,
0: the appointment of Dominic McKay. Um, you know, doing some re- reading on him. Uh, you know, he seems like a, a capable candidate. You know, to come in and, and take over from Peter Lowell um, as you see he's got a history um, in working like the PR relations etc so that should improve I think that's where Celtic ultimately from a business point of view sort of blunder a little bit with their statements um, they're just they're not good at all and hopefully it's something that, that he can change I, I imagine he would change Um Obviously he's not coming in until June. Um I think it, it was uh, I think the Scottish Rugby Union were asked today about whether or not he would leave early to take up the role at Celtic. They said that it doesn't, you know, that he's here for a while. Um so it doesn't look like that'll happen. But I think he'll have a, a big impact next season. Um do you think before we go and ask the, the listeners um to sort of get in touch with their questions, before I, I go on to that, um has this resignation come at the right time for Celtic in the sense of season ticket renewals are on the horizon was this uh, a decision by Neil Lennon to say I wasn't good enough or was this a decision from sort of to make sure that season tickets go up next season or make sure that people do renew because there was threats of that people wouldn't renew if Lennon was still here so is that part of the the plan do you you think or is it just a coincidence,
2: um, Ryan? I think it is the season ticket. I think they realised some of the polls that were going about. I know Axon did a couple of polls regarding people renewing and the results were quite staggering, to be honest. Mm. Um, if you look at also if you look at any forum that was asking whether or not you were going to renew your season ticket, the vast majority of people were saying no under Lennon. Um I don't think it was a resignation due to Lennon saying he wasn't good enough. I think he was pushed. Well, he was allowed to jump before he was pushed. Um I it's just I'm just glad it's over. Like, I don't know if, if you can hear the relief in my voice, but I feel like a lot of weight's been taken off my shoulders. Um, I've been wanting this for months and I'm just so glad that we can move on now. Um and I will be renewing because I think anyone's better than Lennon, really. So I'll definitely be renewing. Plus, I'll get a student season ticket, so I'll get it for cheaper. Not <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um,
1: Lewis? Yeah, no, I said it to a few a few friends last night, just talking about it. I said it screams of Celtic. Well, well you know, Right, I think Ryan said that a few times as well. There was no way we were going into the next season when they were in. The season tickets would just it would plummet. But as it slowly went, I think people were starting to think, could we be going in the next season when you were in charge? But I think there was no chance of that happened. So I still don't think that, Neil Lennon was the man handing his resignation. You know, I think, as Ryan also said, he was sort of told, do this, or it's going to come down the line, or he knew it was coming shorter, shortly down the line with events that could take place in the next few weeks in terms of the league title being won, and maybe a bit of embarrassment. But it's just, it's as again, glad it's over. I've seen
0: people calling him a coward um, for obviously having Celtic in this mess. But then knowing that the Rangers game's coming up and losing at Celtic Park against Rangers um could hand them their fifty fifth league title. Do you think that was part to play or is it just a case of season ticket renewals? Does that does that even come into
1: it, um, Lewis? I think maybe it was in the back of his mind, but see the way he was speaking up for Ross County, like he was asked about a rebuild and he thought he should have been part of it and that was a bit baffling so I think it's definitely a bit of both I think that was probably in the back of his mind and they've maybe said that to him when he thought well maybe it's probably better for me to step away whilst
2: also sort of been pushed over the line for that yeah. uh, Ryan? Yeah um I, I think it might have been in his mind to be honest but I think it's safeguarding from the Celtic board because I think they're looking after their man as well I know that he's, he's quite popular with the board and the hierarchy so I think they were trying to safeguard him in terms of potential job prospects in the future. Um, I think if he was to take the team and we were to get an absolute drubbing, which is still a possibility, I would say, but maybe less so under Kennedy than it is with Lennon, um, then he's, he's, he's already <laughs> diminishing CV would have been even worse. Um, I think the fact that they've said he's resigned rather than he's sacked... Also indicates towards them trying to preserve his CV. Um, another sacking on his uh, on his um, on his CV would be quite fatal for his future career. Um, so I think they were trying to protect their man in that sense.
0: Yeah, I I, I can't disagree with that as well. Um, I think that's a, that's a fair and valid point you've made there. Um, you speak of Kennedy. We got a um, a message on Instagram. because um, so I asked the question on Twitter and Instagram. It's from Sean Heaney. He asks, um, the first part is, would you take Maloney as a manager at Celtic? Uh, Ryan?
2: Mm, I would much rather prefer him to be the assistant to Martinez. If, if you're going to get the Belgium set up, get the two of them rather than just one of them. Um, the only other... I think it all re- really depends on the sporting director. And I think... It's difficult to, to gauge where the club is at um, until they get a, a sporting director in the door because he'll be a massive part of the recruitment of the new manager. I think in the next couple of weeks, you'll hear stuff about um, a sporting director or a director of football. I know that Fergal Harkin's name keeps on coming up, so there could be some truth in that. Um, but in terms of Maloney, he speaks really well. He, he's a really good pundit. Every time he's on sports scene... Um, you're sort of like captivated by what he's saying, which is a bit weird because he was never that great in interviews. I remember him always being quite nervous in post-match interviews when he was a player. So he's really done a lot of um, self-improvement in that respect. But he's definitely very impressive and I think he will get a job at Celtic in maybe in the distant future, but in terms of just now, I think it'll be a, a head coach on his own with um, the sporting director coming in as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis? Yeah, I think for me, looking at Maloney, you maybe think we wee bit inexperienced, experience, but obviously he's working with some of the top players in the world, and he's been at Celtic before. That's the important thing for me, you know, is that sporting director. See, if the sporting director did once say, sure, Maloney's a manager, I would put full faith in that person, because that is the biggest appointment, I think, that's coming up. The next one should definitely be anyway. They should be the one that's uh, maybe not picking them solely, but plays a big part in getting whoever they want in that job, and We've obviously heard, I think last night, Steve McGowan mentioned mentioning as well, that interviews are underway and we've heard a few names come out. But I think over the next few weeks and months, we'll see an appointment in that position before the manager, at least we should.
0: Yeah, um, that, right, exactly. Um, another um, part to this question was, if Kennedy wins his last eight games of the season, would you offer him the job? Uh, Lewis, go you
1: such a tough situation I think the last time we sacked the manager for Liam I think there was maybe around 8 games to go and who was the man to step in then you know <laughs> where we are. but I think it all depends on different scenarios like how, how well he does that's obviously the biggest and obviously I think a lot of people will want somebody else to come in with more experience I'm, I'm intrigued to see how Kennedy does because I'm a big fan but again that person that's most important is that sporting director slash director of football that will come in and make that decision for me
2: uh, right. Um, I think it'll be an open addition for Kennedy, but not so much for Celtic. I think, obviously, the fact he was um, linked with the Hibs job in the past, um, I don't think he'd have a problem getting a job in the Scottish top flight or maybe even the top end of the championship. So I think this, these next eight games are good for him in terms of his development, because he could put himself on the, on the market for a, another good Scottish job or maybe down south. In terms of the Celtic job... Again, it all depends on the sporting director and what he sees. Before before he's appointed, we can't really speculate as much because he'll have his own shortlist of people that he wants to speak to and people that he wants to potentially uh, be his head coach or be head coach under. Um, I think for me personally, I think we need a big name. We need a Roger-esque signing, Rogers-esque signing, um, to even swing the pendulum back in terms of this, the, um, the star power at Celtic, if you get what I mean. Because um, I think gerald has got that at Rangers, and that really annoys me, the fact that they've got a more, sort of glitzy manager than we do. I mean, they've got a manager and we don't just <laughs> now. So, um, but I, I think we need a
0: big name. Our next question is from Scott McGill. Um, he asks, how much of the portion of blame is on the players, the board and rest of the staff?
2: Um I mean the board the board have a lot to do with it in terms of the of prolonging this sort of suffering that we've had under Lennon this season. Um if, if I had it my way, it would have been gone months ago and we might still be in a title challenge at this point. I mean, the benefit of hindsight. Hindsight's a brilliant thing, but you never know. Um I think Lennon needs to take most of the blame. He is the manager at the end of the day and that's just what happens in football. As unfair as it might sound, the manager will get the flack of the blame or most of the blame in these situations. But the players definitely need to have a look at themselves as well. They've not performed to the level that we know that they're capable of. They're serial winners and they've just not been this season. They've, they've behaved like a second-place team rather than a first-place team. And I hate to say it, but Rangers have behaved like a, fir- a first-place team, apart from their COVID stuff, obviously. But, um, no, I think it's it's like a 75-25. twenty-five. I'd say seventy-five percent is on Len and twenty-five percent is on everyone else, basically.
1: Uh, Louis. Yeah, well, obviously, I think if you split it to three in terms of the players, they need—they are the ones that are playing. They need to take some of the blame. You know, some of the performances ultimately haven't been good enough. That also could be down or as down to sat on the training field and you know how they're being set up how they're being coached there's a lot of coming out about how they're not doing a lot of individual stuff they've had to go and hire their own their own coaches and stuff so I think they also deserve some blame but ultimately it falls on the manager again the coaching staff they're part of the team that, that does that so they, they'll take some of the blame and it, but it always falls on that man even if it's if, as unfair as it might be that Neil Lennon is the guy that's at the top of that and he all the decisions fall on him so it goes to him and finally the board you know in the summer I don't think there was many complaints about the board they backed Neil Lennon to the hill spent a lot of money maybe not in the right places but they, they did they did put enough in but then later down the line I think they've not done a good enough job and they've sort of let let the club down Neil Lennon should have left a long time ago but even if he didn't he should have been sacked a long time ago so that, that falls on them yeah um, can't
0: disagree with either of those um Matthew Dust asks, "Would you like to see more youth players being played for the remainder of the season? Your Henderson, Doco, Flex, Dembele, etc., or would you prefer to maximise the points tally for the season?" Um, Lewis, go for you.
1: I think the points tally thing that's pretty much gone by now. Apart from maybe you don't want it to be embarrassing, but I think the league, obviously the league's gone and the point the points think thing really is pretty much embarrassing already so I, w- I think it's interesting I would expect Henderson to go out to, to Dundee this month and maybe it could still happen who knows but he was on the bench on uh, on Sunday so I would like to see players like Henderson m- maybe even Dembele you know he's the only right winger we have right now with James Forrest still coming back Luca Connell it's a very strange situation that he hasn't either been sent out or at least given some minutes so I would like to see how they would get on the first team with, with realistically not much to play for in the last eight games
2: Uh Ryan? Yeah, I would like a mixture between the two. Obviously, I don't want it to get more embarrassing than it is, mm-hmm. but I would like to see some youth players sprinkled into the first team as well. Because, like Louis said, uh, Dembele's the only right-winger that we have at the club. And I feel like if we were to get that sort of formation going again, we can play El Unussi at left, uh, left wing. And I feel like we're a much better team with El in the team than out of it. His goal tally is impressive, considering the amount of time he spent out of the team. Um, and with Ewan Henderson, I mean, his development's been stunted for two years. Because you watch, you watch videos of two years ago, and he's putting in assists against Motherwell, and then he had that great game against Hearts a couple of days later in Lennon's first game. And Ever since then, it's just, he, he obviously didn't do that great at Ross County. I don't know what went on there in terms of maybe a lack of game time. But his development's been stunted, because he looked like a really good player. Even in in this season ago. when
1: he came on against Lyon.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, that was a weird one. It was like one in isolation and then and then he just doesn't get a look in again, apart from when we needed some bodies on, on the pitch when we were decimated with COVID. Um, no, I'd like to see some of the youngsters. I'd like to see Dembele. I'd like to see um, maybe even Okaflex as well. I thought he looked quite bright. <laughs> despite all the controversy he brings on himself with stuff. I was going to say, yeah. you're probably going to take a little bit of stick for that for wanting off in the team. I know, but at the same time, he is quite promising. He, he was getting linked with, um, I think it was French moves in the January transfer window, either French moves or Italian moves. I can't remember where exactly he was linked with. Um, so he, d- he did have a bit of promise about him. I thought he looked okay against, um, I think it was Hibs he came on against. him. He- had a good chance, but you looked bright. Um, I'd, I'd like to see some of the youth players, because, I mean, what have we got to lose? We've lost everything anyway. What <laughs> more have we got to lose?
0: Aye. No, I'm, I'm the same. I think a little bit of a mix. We'll, we'll see um, the remainder. I think it'd be good to sort of give them uh, game time. So, yeah. um, Right, the next question is from Aaron Smith, who's been on the podcast before. Um, he asks, will the change in management make those who wanted to leave have second thoughts? Uh, Lewis? Oh,
1: I don't. I think maybe I'd say Edward's definitely one that will be away in the summit and even at, see, at this stage I think in a way we need Edward to go to start this rebuild and because we've got so many players that will need to be brought in because there'll be a lot moved on. The one that I think is interesting, I still think he'll go but if you put a correct structure in place, I think there's a chance you could convince somebody like Chris Fryer to stay. You've seen, I think it might must have been last week. He was celebrating however long he was at the club, and you could, I think you can tell how much he enjoys it here. And there's a point where he will move on, but if you can convince him, I think there is a chance he is. The, I think he's the only one that maybe could be the guy that will stay. But you've got you've got to do the job of of convincing them. You know. Yeah. Um, right.
2: I'm personally, I'm a massive fan of Christopher Iyer. I would love it if he could stay. I've tweeted out in the past before that we should be offering him a, a, a really good deal and the captaincy because I think that'll be a problem next season. Because I don't think Brown will play on next season. I don't think he'll get offered a new contract. I think if he's going anywhere it'll be on the coaching bench. Um, in terms of other players, I think Edward's on his way out and I'm okay with that because I didn't expect us to get four years out of him, to be honest. I expected mm. him gone last season. I think I was surprised that he didn't go last season. Um, I'm trying to think of what other players have been linked with moves away. I, mean,
1: I think this player is like Christie. He, I think he's actually probably the most likely to stay. In terms of maybe there won't be <coughs> too many coming in from. I think he does. He does get a bit of a harsh time in Aye. after sort of performances on Sunday. I mean, he was actually probably one of the better players that played. It's just the chances he missed cost us quite dearly in that game in the end, but. Thinking about it again. I think Christie is one who who is highly likely to stay to bonus, but it, again, it just all depends on where we, where we move forward.
2: I think um, I think Christie was one of the only players that actually improved under Lennon. So I think Lennon got a, a good season out of him last season. Can't say that for many of the players. I think a lot of them regressed under Lennon, but I think Christie was one of the ones to thrive under him because I think Lennon really believed in him. And I think you're seeing maybe the downside of that this season the over reliance on playing him basically fitting him in anywhere in the team and everyone else is a casualty because of that in terms of playing out of position.
0: Yeah. Um I think I think Edward's nailed on to go. Uh I, I, I want IR to stay. I don't think he will stay mm-hmm. though. Um I actually think Christie will leave. Um so the you know the, the there are a lot of players that are going to leave. Um could they be convincing to say? I think the only one that you could probably convince would be Christopher Iyer, but even at that, I, I still think he'll he'll go, to be honest, because I think he could get Celtic upwards of £20 million, um, if not more. So I, I would expect him to go. Um, Another regular contributor to the podcast, well, I say regular, as I've been on once, it's James Payne, who <laughs> says, um, who would be the boys' nailed-on successor? Um. Obviously Lennon's left who, who would be the who would be your successor then uh Ryan?
2: Um, in terms of a sort of a what would you say, a sort of safe option? Well not safe, but sort of in the middle between ambitious and safe is Eddie Howe. I think Eddie Howe would be a fantastic signing. And I believe that if you if you don't ask the question, you'll never get an answer. So I think we should be calling him up and seeing if he would be up for coming up the road with his, uh, with his longtime assistant manager, Jason Tindall, who recently got sacked from Bournemouth. Um, I think it'd be a great opportunity to get the band back together, the cherries. Um, in terms of other managers, I'm trying to think of maybe non-realistic ones. I've heard Shevchenko getting mentioned a couple of times, the Ukrainian manager, obviously, world-class striker, um, who's been doing a really good job with Ukraine um, over the past couple of years. And I know that um, Ross Desmond is like best pals with him, who's Dermot Desmond's son. Mm. Um, I think that would be maybe an interesting one. And then I saw that Dan Petrescu getting um, get uh-huh. linked as well.
1: I think he just and, left his job.
2: I uh, did. Was that a Turkish team? He was at or yeah. something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he would be. I think he would be part of Shit House Eleven if he was in charge. To be honest, <laughs> but um, I do you know this is the exciting part all these managers getting linked. I, I personally enjoy this part. I enjoyed this part in 2019, apart from the ending, of course. But um, <laughs> I, There's reasons to get excited and I'd like to see someone exotic getting brought in. Maybe not Joe exotic, but someone exotic <laughs> all the same. Uh, Lewis?
1: No, I think probably somebody like uh, Eddie Howe, a more forward-thinking manager. I think you'd be perfect working under a sporting director, a director of football. That'd be the sort of person you'd want in there who, who could take us forward to become a more modern side. Me personally, I I try to be a bit like real. I'm thinking realistically. I think Eddie Howe is a realistic option. I just I can't see it. Unfortunately, I think we'll end up with like Steve Clark as like a maybe two-year deal thing. Don't get me wrong. It's not somebody I'd go for first. I think it'd be a decent appointment. You know, maybe Steady us over help us with this rebuild, get us a more solid foundation, you know, but I, I just think, I've got a feeling that's who we'll, we'll end up with, is somebody like Steve Clark.
0: I don't think Steve Clark will touch the Celtic job, and I say that for, for two reasons. Um, the first, in 2019, I think it was just about two years ago, he um, he has an issue uh, with uh, sectarianism, uh, the sectarian element in the old forum. You know, he got called... I'm not going to say it for obvious reasons, but he got called something and he, w- he was angry about it. And he said that it was, you know, that that's one thing he doesn't like about the old firm um, and that he wouldn't put his family through that. So, and that's why I don't think that's one of the reasons I don't think he would come is because of the, the element that does come with the that job um I also don't think he'll come because I think he'll focus on depending on how Scotland doing the Euros I think he'll be looking to see how he can get them from the Euros to the World Cup so I think for that I think Scotland's still like a project for him and I, I that's why I don't think he'll come um my manager that I would have in would be Ralf Ranić um former manager of Erby Leipzig um you know really impressive you know time there um there was anyone I would probably choose him um you've mentioned Eddie Howe uh you know a a decent manager um people will ask the question though what has Eddie Howe won um in his managerial career and I think it's unfair when people ask that question Mm -hmm. because he, he did a tremendous job at Bournemouth by keeping them in the Premier League one of the hardest leagues um in the world and he managed to keep them up for I think it was five five seasons so um I think his, his, his resume speaks for itself. Um, but as I say, people will ask, what has he won? i think seen someone mentioned Roy Keane for the job.
1: Oh, God. Don't even... that's Des- Desmond's dream.
0: I thought, I thought he would react like that. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't like Roy Keane there. Um, what about Frank Lampard?
1: I think we spoke about Frank Lampard when he first lost the, the Chelsea job. He's somebody who... Oh, I just... Maybe further deny, but not that now. He, he's, he, he'd like to play young players. I think I think that's one thing that would go for him is the fact we've seen that, he, whether it was forced or not. He did use the young players at Chelsea and he's probably the first manager to do that in, in years. But I just think it's a no-the-now, especially off the back of that Chelsea job. Mm. Don't get me wrong, the media would love it. Gerard v Lampard.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> um, right, one final question that we have is... Oh no, never mind. It's it's a similar question to one we've already answered. Um, so I don't think there's there's any need to go over that. Um, I suppose I don't think there's too much else to talk about. Um, and obviously regards to him to him leaving. I think I think the only other thing would be people were calling for him to leave in October, and November, maybe even September. Um, some even before then. How much is this a victory for the so-called fans, the the Neds, mm. the you know the the fickle element of the Celtic supporters, some would describe it. How much of a victory is that that for them that have been calling for it, that knew it was coming?
2: uh, Ryan. Um, I would say it's a small victory because it's quite belated, or maybe a belated victory. Um. I don't like the fact that it's been done now. I mean I'm happy that it's it's happened, but um if it was done in October then there wouldn't be this sort of um a sort of negativity surrounding Lennon or, or this sort of I'm not gonna say abuse, but sort of um criticism around them at every corner. Which I think I think the the club has brought this on themselves. This could have been easily avoided, and he would have still had his um sort of quotation marks legend status, which I don't think is really applicable anyway. But um, <clears throat> it could it, it could have been so easily avoided. But it's a big told you so uh, to the <laughs> to the board from the fans because we we saw this coming months ago, and we were shot down by maybe older Celtic fans and parts of the media and Chris Sutton and John Hartson, although they've changed their tune considerably in the past couple of months. Maybe they've lost a pal on Facebook because of that. But um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm glad it's I'm glad it's happened. It's a small victory, but we'll see what happens in the long term. I mean I have no doubts it'll we'll get better from this, but we'll see how much damage he's done in the short term and we'll assess it then I guess. Uh, Lewis?
1: I think in the end, in a way, I don't think there's anyone else on this. You know, the fact that it's come in February, almost March time, it's it's pretty ridiculous. You know, I think back in October, around that spell, October, November time, the Celtic sport was probably, maybe not a split, but there was a lot of different sort of sides to this that split the support and people were getting called entitled and simply, I think it's proved it wasn't entitlement. It was just the fact that it wasn't good enough in it's literally been proved now, so it's certainly a strange situation. I don't think there's many winners from this. The only thing you can say is were I don't think there's any. We can't fall any further from this. It's only on, on the way up, so well, hopefully you never know with Celtic. But it should be interesting over the next few years to see how Neil Lennon is remembered. You know, I was I've, I'm a bit young i have seen him as a player, so I pretty much only know him as a manager. And I think this season certainly affected his reputation for me. You know. A few years down early, I think there will be people who will say, you know, look, as a player, I did do a lot for the club, but still, this season of all seasons has just it affected that massively.
0: I just want to say a massive thank you to both Lewis and Ryan for coming onto the podcast and reacting to the the breaking news from Celtic yesterday. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I think it was a really great discussion. If you enjoyed it. As always, please hit that subscribe or follow button on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, it means a lot to me. And also, if you can go on to iTunes, if you are an iTunes listener, then please leave a review of the podcast. Tell us what you like about it. Tell us maybe about what you don't like um, and what you would kind of like to see on the podcast because it's the only way the podcast will grow um, if I know exactly what everyone kind of wants to see and we'll try and incorporate it into the podcast. Um as always, please just follow us on Twitter at DeStefano Talks. It keeps you up to date with the latest news and guests coming on to the podcast. This has been De Talks, Talking Scottish Football, episode number nine.